You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Hello, my name is Meredith. And my name is Dustin. And we're the host of... The Alexander Standard. Katie and Nathan wanted us to make an announcement before this episode begins. In a world of podcasts, this one contains a lot of adult language. So if that's not your cup of tea, then you might want to... Get the fudge out. But if you're okay with strong language, and you love learning about badass women in history, then you'll love this episode of Queen's Podcast. But after you're done, check out our podcast. The Alexander Standard. That's better. Inspired by Rex Factor Podcast, we rank all the successors of Alexander the Great, from Perdiccas to Cleopatra VII. So please come check out our show, The Alexander Standard. But first, on with today's episode of Queen's Podcast. Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. How you doing? Gerd, gerd, gerd. Gerd. <laughs> so today we are here to wrap up our Agrippina's stories. Yeah, um, she didn't get a part one or, or part two. She got a part three. Anne Boleyn is our only other queen that got a part three, which is fitting because we are recording today on May 19th, which is the anniversary of Anne Boleyn's execution. Cheers, Anne Boleyn. So, you dead girl. Love ya. Girl, we have been, you've been gone for so long. You were the scandal of Christendom and people still can't quit talking about you. Right. So, How many years ago was that? 480. <laughs> I don't know. She's I made never a been good post. at math. No. Unless, unless something's on sale and then I know 20% off like that. <laughs> Truth. Thanks for listening to us uh, bitch about people in history. Yeah! And get drunk! So today... Speaking of drunk, what are we drinking, Nathan? Yeah, today <laughs> we're taking it easy. I mean, we're doing a riff on what we've been doing for Agrippina, which is a spritzer. Mm-hmm. And so today we're just going to do some blueberry vodka with some berry LaCroix, and it's refreshing and delicious. Really, what it came down to is I had a really rough week, and um, today's going to be emotional for me. One, because we're ending Agrippina, and I hate how her life ended. Spoiler alert. Um, two, it is Amberlynn's execution day, which I do always get a little bit emotional about. And three, it is the last episode of Game of Thrones. Uh. So by the time y'all are listening to this, we if you watch it, 
because you're part of the human race. Um, <laughs> you already know what happened. We are just three hours away. No, two hours and 46 minutes away. I can't even handle this shit. Ah! Yeah, I'm trying not to drink as much lately because today I knew it was going to be the only day I drank uh, for a couple of weeks. And I was just like, girl, vodka. <laughs> I need vodka now. I need vodka in my belly. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking. So where do we leave off with Agrippina? It's the year 54 AD and Claudius is dead. Her uncle. Kilt. Probably poisoned by Agrippina with a poisonous bar feather. Uh, Agrippina's son Nero was co-heir along with his stepbrother slash first cousin once removed, Britannicus. So Nero is the older of the two mm-hmm. and he's the direct descendant of Augustus. So let's get this bitch crowned. Let's get this bitch crowned. Agrippina immediately takes him to the Praetorian Guard and she's like, hey, Praetorian Guard, y'all love me, and right? And they were like... Right. <laughs> because, like, she had always made sure that the military and the troops and the guard were, like, super taken care of. Like, that was, like, her soft spot. And so they had a soft spot back for her. And she was like, I've always been fair to you guys, right? Right. And she was like, I need y'all to do me a solid and throw your full weight of support behind my son Nero to be the next emperor, even though he's only, like, 16. Guys, look at me. Look at me. Look, look, look. Have I, have I ever done you wrong? Have I ever done you wrong? And they were like, no, 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 girl. You have never done us wrong. And so the Praetorian Guard was like, all right, we want, we want this Nero kid as our next emperor. And the Senate actually approved this because Praetorian Guards just go, oh, oh, they have weapons. Yeah. So the Praetorian, let's side with them. The Praetorian Guard's like, oh, we got all the swords and the spears and the weapons, so, so you're going to crown our dude, right? And the Senate's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to do. And so Nero is now the youngest emperor in Roman history. But really, Agrippina, uh, she's, she's kind of the power behind the force. She's going to be the force. Yeah, absolutely. Did you think for a second that she wasn't going to be? No. <laughs> no. Hell no. Did you think for a second she was going to be like, all right, y'all got this. And I mean, but for real, he's like sweet 16, barely able to drive his chariot. <laughs> Just got his chariot license. <laughs> A few months ago. <laughs> so, he can't run fucking Rome. Yeah. There's and no way. Agrippina knows how to play the game of ruling. She knows how to shake hands with the right people and get people on your side. So, first things first, we need to clean some fucking house again. Again. <laughs> to, to explain everyone that Agrippina had cleaned out, we would have to introduce a bunch of new characters. I don't, I don't feel like introducing people just it's to kill just them off. Too many names. Too many no, names. No, they're all the same name. Actually. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Julia's and Lepida's and Claudius and, you know. Lydia's. Like, yeah. So, um, she, she had some first cousins, some supporters of Britannicus, just yeah. a few people. Primarily Exiled. the supporters of Britannicus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they had to go and then, okay, good. Now that that's done, let's throw Claudius a fabulous funeral. So Claudius, I mean, obviously people can't stop talking about him getting killed. Yeah. And they deify him. So he is Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Roman Jesus. I I don't know that the Romans used that term too soon. Literally. Hashtag too soon. Literally too soon. Um, 
but he was deified, so he is now a god. And Agrippina is named a high priestess in the cult of Claudius, because that's what it was when a living person was deified. They didn't call them, like, their churches. They called them their cults. Yeah. So the cult of Claudius and Agrippina is now the high priestess. So that's pretty cool. Now she's she's basically a living deity herself as Augusta and now she's also a high priestess so. and guess who gives a eulogy to Claudius uh, Nero oh of course little baby Nero okay so that's done let's get the empire running who run the empire Agrippina and Nero it doesn't really it doesn't really flow it doesn't really flow too many syllables too many syllables Jay-Z would not approve nope (laughs) (laughs) so let's introduce a new character now okay so Seneca a a few years ago Agrippina hired this guy Seneca to be Nero's tutor Mm -hmm. and this was doing this dude Seneca a major solid a major favor you are now the tutor to the future emperor and because not long before that, Seneca had been living off in exile on an island, waiting to get starved to death, as you do on your exile islands. And <laughs> while he was exiled, because he was actually exiled for, remember when everybody was getting in trouble for adultery? Yeah. It was said he had an affair with, you remember um, Agrippina's other sister, not Drusilla, not the one that Caligula was Olivia obsessed Drusilla. with. Uh, was it Livia? Was it Livia? Anyway, it's probably Livia. <laughs> yeah, let's take a shot in the dark. I think it was Livia, but everybody's fucking Livia. But no, um, they were supposedly her little sister and Seneca were supposedly having an affair, so they were cast off to Starvation Island uh, together. And while Seneca was there, he started just writing like he just got the writing bug and he wrote these amazing pieces so that's why when Agrippina came to power she was like I want that guy to be my son's tutor so not only was she doing this guy a major favor and putting him like front and center in court yeah she also like did a huge rehab on his reputation you know because he was a bad guy you know yeah. been all fun. so yeah and then him and uh, Nero, Seneca Nero, actually became really close during Aggie's time. Yeah, so he should have been forever in her debt. Notice the foreshadowing shadowing there with the should have been. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But we'll get to that <laughs> so later. So Nero had no real interest in ruling. Mm-mm. He was primarily just a, a theater music poetry He was He was such a theater nerd. Yeah. He what we would have probably hung out with him in high school. But I mean, you know? to rule Rome, maybe you shouldn't be a theater nerd. <laughs> or like, keep that shit on the DL. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was not keeping that shit on the DL. Um, but, like, Agrippina's like, that's fine. Like, he's too young to rule anyway. Let's just make sure he's got a good tutor. Make sure he's got some good advisors. And I'm happy to run this shit in the meantime. But the main thing that everyone was happy about was it was a peaceful transition of power. Yeah, finally. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because that wasn't... That hadn't been the case in a yeah. bit. Um, so yeah, everyone's like, cool. It's, it's been a peaceful transition of power. 
seems like a bright kid. He's got a good future ahead of him. You know, there was a little bit of grumbling about how much power Agrippina was going to have while he was still, like, But that she young. already had it before then. Yeah. So. But <laughs> on the grand scheme of things, people seemed pretty optimistic. So Agrippina starts to form Nero's cabinet, what mm-hmm. we would call. Um, so remember uh, Palace? Palace. Palace. Just yeah. straight Palace. 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 But spelt like Phallus. <laughs> so he's a freed man who had... Nominate her as a choice of wife for Claudius. Well, they kind of may have where he's doing. He's doing that thing where you make a hole with one hand and you point, you poke through it with your other finger. <laughs> they were boning. They were, and he's still doing it. And now I'm doing it. <laughs> and we're we're just and doing we're it. just we're just doing there that finger hole. <laughs> you know, it doesn't actually make that noise. No, <laughs> I wouldn't know, Katie. <laughs> Yeah, so they were they were still close friends, her and Pallas. It's st- it's completely de- debatable if they were lovers or not. I have no idea. I did not go down that rabbit hole, but it kind of doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it really um, doesn't. they were still close, and she makes him the chief secretary to the emperor. Nice. So, thanks, girl. Thanks. <laughs> uh, she makes sure this guy Burrus who's the head of the Praetorian Guard, is 100% Team Aggie, and he is. He loves Agrippina. He just thinks she is so smart and so great for Rome, so that's good. And, you know, a lot of people interpret this as Agrippina Agrippina making sure that she had a little bit of control over Nero by making sure that everybody in his cabinet was, like, in her back pocket. (laughs) But, you know, that's how, like, the historians paint it as and like the sources describe it as like she was taking control it's like no she was just putting people she trusted in power she was doing what she's done that's for what, the last <laughs> well, no but that's what everybody does yeah you put people you trust in power like that's that's part of the game <laughs> yeah i mean that's still what like our presidents do you know they yep. put the people they trust in their cabinet, like, so, whatever. So, Agrippina is basically the queen mother, and that's not really a term that they used back then. But we're going to use it because everyone knows what it means, and it's, it's just easy. easier. <laughs> easier for all of us. So, she's just making sure that nobody's going to brush her aside. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the stuff that, like, is mm-hmm. evident of how powerful she was. First coins of all. On, coins on coins on coins. Coins on coins. Making it rain, even though that'd be like hail. Making it hail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a new term. Oh. Make it hail, bitch. Make it make it hail. <laughs> a lot more dangerous than with the paper bills. Though. Yeah, death. Yes. Um. So just like with Caligula and Claudius, she was on the coins. Um. She was on coins with Nero again, where they were both on the front. Big deal. And they're facing like their noses are touching, and so that was highly symbolic of like. I'm running this shit. Like, we're equals. We're equals together. Yeah, absolutely. Side note, I think this is really interesting. I hadn't thought about this before. Um, the coins are so important because everyday farmer and shoemaker or what the fuck ever, they would kind of, like, hear the names of who the emperor and the empress and all that are. Um, but it's not a big factor of their life except for the, oh, that's the person they see on their money. So that's really kind of the only way they kept track of who the rulers were. It's like, oh, 
this guy's on my money today. So that's the ruler. Yes, he's ruling right. So that's why it's so important to notate who was on the coins because that's how everybody knew. That's how the people kept up with who was running the country before CNN. Because <laughs> they, contrary to popular belief, there was no television or television news in ancient Rome. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> Did I just absolutely blow your mind? <laughs> anyway. So, there was no CNN. None. And Agrippina. No MSNBC. No. No Fox News. <laughs> No news at 10. <laughs> no evening news. <laughs> this is horrible. I know. I am not here for you this You just shit. had to look at your coins and go, I guess this is our king now. <laughs> How <laughs> terrifying. I know. <laughs> so Agrippina anyway. also set in on the Senate. So, okay, but not for real, real. She didn't. She couldn't, like, have a seat next to him. It because... was kind of like um, 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 Empress Wu. Where yeah. you have to like be behind yeah. a curtain. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. He's it's actually like, pulling the strings. It's like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes. Like... Except a woman should be ruling. Oh, sorry. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, so she doesn't have a Y chromosome because a bag of dicks, a bag of dicks. So she can't sit in on the Senate for real, real. So yeah. She's behind this curtain. She's not allowed to speak or debate. But, but she if- can go. <coughs> <coughs> When somebody says something she doesn't like, or if someone says something she does like, she can go, hmm, you know, like... Behind the curtain. Yeah. And so everyone can know her feelings about it. Yeah. And then Um, later at functions, when men and women were allowed to, you know, intermingle, she'd approach the centers and be like, hey, about that statement that I coughed and made a little thing What I was trying to tell you is, don't do that or I will poison you. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for coming to the party. It was so good seeing you. Love you, boo. Get a gift bag on your way out. (laughs) But really, but no, they are really Another perk was she got two bodyguards. Kind of like Whitney Houston. And yep. I will always love you. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got exactly. Like Whitney Houston. On board. Um, so Empress Whitney has two bodyguards. They were called lictors at the time. Sounds and remember, kinky. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Look at my lictor. Look at my lictor. I'm going to lick my lictor. <laughs> But no, they remember when she like had the rights of the Vestal Virgins yes. under, and so she had lictors then as well. Um, so that's kind of like a callback to the golden days of Caligula. Oh, um, you know, the, those good four months. Um, <laughs> it was a good day. Uh, they even, there's this famous statue, like a sculpture that was created in Turkey that, um, it was definitely made in her lifetime. And it's the picture in our show art. And I think it's really important to kind of show how regarded she was and how linked to Nero's rule she was. Yeah, because in the sculpture, she's literally placing a crown on Nero's head. And she's carrying a cornucopia, which was a sign of, um, like... A healthy harvest, so a sign of plenty. Inheritance. So like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's saying that, like, look, I've, I'm bringing about good things and crowning this man. And so it just shows that from day one, from all reaches of the Roman Empire, 
she was viewed as the the woman who brought the man to power. And this is super fucking important for now. It means that the people view Aggie as being solely responsible for putting her son in his current position. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's really cool and really interesting. And I really like that sculpture. So that's why I put it in the show art. Sometime around this time, Agrippina does write memoirs, which is crazy because women didn't write memoirs. It makes me so angry that they're lost. Like I know how uh, that would be like a gold mine. I know. I bet. I wonder if like after like a few generations later, maybe somebody found it and just because she's so shit on by historians of her time. um, I wonder if they just like burned her memoirs because like Dracarys <sighs> and that's anyway. so such a shame because I would love to have I, I think history would view her so differently if we did but yep. or maybe not maybe her memoirs were like dear diary I'm going to kill everyone and sleep with everyone maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's a blessing that we yeah. don't have it yeah <laughs> um so there were rumors of incest and I don't buy it for a hot second. No, I, I mean, don't either. Yes, she married her uncle, um, but that was so she could get in power. So the rumors that she was sleeping with her son just doesn't really track for me because she didn't, like they say, that's how she like kept her influence over him. But I, a lot of men in history have been influenced by their mothers and they weren't, no one's suggesting no that they were fucking their together. mothers. Like the first Henry Tudor, Henry VII was heavily Influenced by his mother. No one's suggesting that he, he slept, slept with, with his, his mother. mother. Like, it's just, yeah. I, so, I don't. I think, Hater's gonna hate, 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 hate. Is that a Taylor Swift reference? Hater's gonna <laughs> say, you slept with your son. But, I mean, for real, though, if Agrippina was a man, nobody would say that yeah. he, he slept with his mother, or yeah. Agrippina slept Well, like, with if, Ag- say... Because, you know, there was a lot of homosexuality in the Roman times, too. But, like, if Nero was drawing a lot of support from his father, no one would be like, "Mm, they must be fucking. sleeping together. You know, like, (laughs) no. It's just that she was a strong advisor and a strong influence on him. And people just want to. Misogyny! Okay? That's what it is. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) So, Nero falls in love. And remember, Agrippina had gone to some pretty good lengths to secure that his marriage to his cousin slash stepsister thingy. Yeah. Claudia, Octavia, just just brainwash yourself into not thinking about it. Yeah, let's just call her Octavia um, because uh, there's just so many, so many names. And Octavia Uh, and Nero didn't really like each other. No, but Octavia was um, the daughter of Claudius. So, and she was viewed as just like this, like this pillar of what a Roman woman should be. She's noble. She is kind of like spoke when spoken to, well-educated, great upbringing, like as far as like nabbing a great wife, she had gotten him the best wife in the fucking empire. And now Nero has taken up with this new chick. And it's a bit like, it's a bit of a slap in the face to her. She's like, um, 
excuse me now. <laughs> like, uh, is that Becky with the good hair? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like you were saying, Nero and I, I'm sorry, I went a bit off script just like because it pisses me off. But <laughs> Octavia and Nero didn't love each other. No, it was they did not. not a love match. It's been hinted that they, if they did consummate their marriage at any point, at this point, they had not. Yeah. Um, probably. Um, but they, you know, they also would have still been teenagers. He would have been like 16, 17. She would have been like 15, 14. So. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> um, so anyway, the woman that Nero falls in love with is this freed woman named Acte. Yeah, Nero's in love. Yeah, this for the is first like time the in his life. First time ever, and the first time you fall in love. It's such like a strong, like especially you know, for someone like him. Though. Yeah, I feel like he was. He would be one of those like really obsessive lovers. You yeah. know what I mean? Very possessive, obsessive. Um, I mean, he's got a long line of family members that fall into the same category. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he falls in love, and Agrippina didn't appreciate it. Weird side note, lots of people say that Acte looked a lot like Agrippina, and Nero would make jokes about that. Okay. Wow. Oh, That's bold. Yeah. That's very bold. Interesting. Obviously, Agrippina was not down for this shit. No. Look, emperors had mistresses all the fucking time, but But, they were usually noble mistresses. Yeah, they weren't slave women. Yeah. And I mean, it was a Which I love woman. a good slave... Uh, wait, I don't I don't love a good no, slave woman. you love a good freed woman story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or like a slave person like getting <laughs> revenge or redemption or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. We love a rags to riches story. Look yes. At, look at Roxelena. Yes. We love a rags to riches story. But from Agrippina's point of view, it was like, all right, I got you the most eligible bachelorette in the whole fucking empire. <laughs> And you're going to throw that away for a, a slave woman. like Bad idea, bro. Because, <laughs> I mean, people would... You could lose support over that. People would be yeah. like, how dare he disrespect the daughter of an emperor like that? Like, you could He's really... going after a peasant. Yeah, you could really easily, like, lose support. And what has Agrippina done her whole life? Made connections, gotten support, got people on her side. So she's just like, Nero. Are you really going to do this shit? What is you doing, baby? (laughs) We know that's horrible and elitist with all that stuff. And obviously that's not our viewpoint of classes. But just try to put yourself in Agrippina's shoes. Yes. It was a different time. Obviously. Ancient Rome. And so Nero was obviously not happy about his mama being like, don't sleep with that slave girl. I mean, when you were 18... If you were in love and your parents told you, I don't like that guy. Keep boning him. You would bone them harder. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, you don't like him? Well, I'm going to get their name tattooed on me. You know, like, because teenagers are crazy (laughs) and should never be emperors. It's the truth. Um, So, yeah, I think if Agrippina would have just let it run its course, it wouldn't have turned into the whole ordeal it turned into yeah but she was not she 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 didn't realize she's still thinking oh i'm emperor behind a curtain she didn't realize that oh fuck this teenager's gonna 
fucking outs me, you know? Yeah, and so Seneca and Burrus, who are, you know, Nero's sideman, mm-hmm. um, they saw this rift, and they totally threw their support behind the affair. Mm-hmm. And they were like, who does she think she is telling you who do you, you should sleep with and who you should fuck or not? And You're the fucking emperor, man. Yeah. Do what you want. This acting girl, she's pretty cute. She's a sweet gal. You should go for it. And in return for them, like, being like, yeah, we like Acte. Now, Acte's gonna, like, you know, even though she doesn't have a place of power, there's pillow talk. You know, you know, like, whenever they're, like, you know, post-coital, she can be like, you should totally pass that law that Beerus liked, because it seems pretty good. And he's like, yeah, I should have I'm gonna do that. Um, So there's a a rift that's growing between Agrippina the Younger and her son Nero. And the public was pretty aware of it. Yes. <laughs> First, Nero fired Pallas. And this was a direct jab at Agrippina. There's no reports of him being a bad secretary. Like, there's no reports of him having any scandal. It was just straight up to be like, you don't tell me what to do, Mom. I'm firing your boy. I think they were lovers, right? We don't know. We don't know. Remember earlier we were like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. but I, I really do think they were lovers. Maybe. Um, eater, 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 eater. Again, <laughs> penis and vagina don't make that noise. <laughs> in, my, in my gay little mind, they do. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like a wooden old door. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bed. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can have yeah. sex on a door if you yeah. want. <laughs> Don't tell me twice. You do you. <laughs> um, but no, so Nero, like, didn't actually have any beef with Pallas. He just wanted to, like, show Agrippina, like, I do what I fucking want, you know? This is my country, bitch. So her major ally has been fired, but she has no reason to believe that she isn't still the main force of power, you know? Yeah, she still has confidence in herself. Yeah. Um, so Nero was hosting this big state event for the ambassadors of Armenia. I think there was, like, either about to be a big war with Armenia or a big war with Armenia had just ended or they had just... Something big was going on with Armenia. Armenia. So it was a big fucking deal that the ambassadors were there. And he was like posted up on his little dais. You know, the one that Agrippina usually set up next to him Mm. on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she did that with Claudius too. Yeah, she sat on uh, a platform the same elevation as him, which was unprecedented. But she thinks, I'm going to keep doing this with Nero. Yeah, and then Nero, you know... Looks over his right shoulder and sees her moseying on up. <laughs> sees her coming up the dais. And he shoots this look at Seneca like, bitch, you better take care of this. And Seneca slides on in like a sneaky snake. Oh, <laughs> sneaky um, snake. And he's like, hey, let's take a seat down over on that chair. Let me walk you to your seat over here. Not and, next to your son. And Agrippina's like, no, going to sit in my normal spot. And Seneca's like, oh, honey. Oh, honey, no, you're not. I'm sorry. Oh, burn. I hate it because they should have given her that memo before. Yeah. So this <laughs> unfolded in front of everybody that would have pissed me that oh. would have been so embarrassing um what i wish agrippina would have done is go okay 
Okay, I I recognize the tides have turned against me. So I'm just going to ride this out. Remember after she got back from Starvation Island, how she like laid low in the country for a few years? Starving Marvin Island. I wish that she would have just like laid low, but she... She's too much of a loudmouth girl. <laughs> she, but she knows when to be quiet. Remember? She does. Remember when she, she got does. back from Starvation right. Island? and she, Right. But she didn't think it had gotten to that point. She didn't realize how little power... <clears throat> she actually had once Nero decided she wasn't going to have it anymore. Yeah, she lost a lot of power. <laughs> so, um, what she did is kind of like insinuate that she might back Claudius's son, Britannicus. Wait, what? Okay, okay, yeah. So, Britannicus is getting closer to the age of maturity, and I'm sure he did have some supporters. Um, and, but this was still considered Nero's good years. Nobody wanted an uprising. Nobody wanted bloodshed. Nobody wanted civil war. And if Agrippina had said she was going to support Britannicus, I think she would have been a thousand percent bluffing. I agree. Because she was so about, she was so proud of the bloodline of Augustus. You know, there's no reason. Even though she had a bunch of her cousins killed off, but whatever. But she wouldn't Um, have thrown it all away. No, um, I think if she had been like, "Oh, I'm going to support Britannicus," it would have been like either a bluff or it would have been like, "Hey, you don't know what you're doing. If you don't let, I've been in the game for a long time. If you don't let me help you, people are going to prefer Britannicus." I don't think she would have ever actually supported him but it doesn't matter what she said or what she meant nero got it in his mind that britannicus and agrippina were a threat to him so a long story short never attended julio claudian dinner party no (laughs) if a julio claudian family member invites you a dinner party hard pass (laughs) yes also get back in your time machine and come home because they don't got penicillin um (laughs) Or toilet paper. <laughs> or or news, TV news. <laughs> or CNN. <laughs> or cell phones. There's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Come back home. It's much better GPS. now. GPS. Oh, my God. Um, so here's the rest of the story. Nero invites the whole fam family to dinner. And there was Agrippina, Octavia... Britannicus, um, Octavia's other sister, along with her husband. There's probably a bunch of, like, cousins and extended family. And yeah, so when we say here. family dinner, it was like an extended family dinner. There were... Family reunion! There was, there was a bunch of people there. And um, Britannicus has a food taster, because... Smart. Yeah. Because everybody getting killed because of poison. He knows, he knows, <laughs> he knows... He's a product of his time, and he knows what's going on. And, um, so they were serving, it was winter, so what they would do is they would serve their wine hot. And so, um, his taster tasted his wine and then handed it to Britannicus, and Britannicus took a sip and goes, oh, this is too hot, add some cold water to it. They added some cold water to mellow out the temperature, but he didn't have his taster taste it again. And the cold water is what was poisoned. Sick burn. Um, Britannicus starts, like, convulsing and, like, gagging because, you know, poison. (laughs) 
And then people start to notice and then go to Nero. And then Nero's like, no, it's cool. He's just having a seizure. He has an epilepsy. Yeah, he's like, don't oh, he's had mind him. he's had epilepsy his whole life. And I, I, I don't. I don't know if he did or not. Um, I couldn't find anything to say one way or the other. It wouldn't surprise me because Claudius was never the picture of health. But would it surprise you that Nero was like, oh, don't worry about that. It's okay. He's dead. I don't know. How the, I don't know. Well, no. <laughs> they didn't realize he was dying. That's the thing. When people got up to be like, but what's Nero going did. on? Nero did. Nero knew what was going on. <laughs> Absolutely. The sources note that Agrippina sat there realizing what was happening and it was obvious to anyone with eyes that she had no idea of this plot. Like her look of like realization and absolute horror on her face as she watched her first cousin slash stepson die. Well, I mean, she had thrown her support behind him jokingly. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden he's dying. So she's like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. Basically. She's realizing also that she is 100% Fucked. Yeah, somebody signed your death warrant. His name is Nero. Yes. <laughs> Sad side note, Britannicus was only 15 years old. He didn't even get his chariot he license. Did. He only had his learner's permit. <laughs> Super sad side note. Uh, you need to quit laughing because this is about to be brutal. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's a popular story that Nero had actually raped Britannicus the night before because it was considered more of a sin in their religion to kill a virgin. That's so horrible. So I don't I have no idea if that's true or if just like what? later on when Nero's popularity was so bad what? that they just like made that story up. That's but horrible. If, I mean, yeah. So, Why, oh my God. It's horrible. It's horrible either way, but if that's so, true. But I mean, at the same point, it's like, if I don't want to kill a virgin, I'm going to hire that guy a prostitute and be like, hey, you go sleep with this prostitute and y'all yep. have a great time. I'm not going to rape him. <laughs> like, that's a different. Well, I think it's also it's also probably he was a control freak and, you know. Well, Nero. <laughs> yeah. And <Joffrey>. also Nero. <laughs> Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> After this, Nero asked Agrippina to move out of the royal palace. But when we say asked... It was more of a demand. It was like, you should definitely move out of the royal palace. Did you see what I did to Britannicus? Um, and Agrippina didn't argue. She finally realized, oh, it's time to lay low. <laughs> finally. Lay low, <laughs> She Abby. probably should have done this a little hot second ago. <laughs> so she was banished to a villa in a city called Messino. And... When I say banished, it's not like exile. It's not like she was like living in a hut in the woods. Her villa was gorge. She still had servants. She still had her lictors. She she was living sitting pretty. Yeah, she wasn't living in like poverty or anything. Um, she would still come to Rome from time to time, and she was treated with respect by all the important folks. But everybody kind of knew. All right, the. The sun has set on Agrippina's time of power. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even so, like, the common people still love her. Oh, she was still, like, very much this, like, symbol of Rome's glory days. Nostalgia. Yeah. She was Roman nostalgia. She was born while Augustus was still emperor. Her parents, remember, were 
the JFK and Jackie O of their time. Yes. She was a positive influence on Claudius, and he was a sensible emperor. She was like Rome's sweetheart. I think Agrippina had some little birdies and some little spies and some little people out there. I mean, in Rome, ancient. like keeping tabs. Yeah, because she always, she still always knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Even though she was not near Rome. No, but she had to keep tabs on fucking crazy ass Nero. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? I mean, he's trying to like wait for any chance to like move back in on her, like. Yeah. So Nero asks his buddies, Burrus and Seneca, what to do. She, he's like, she's already exiled from court, but I know she's still trying to keep tabs on me. How do I get this woman to just, like, let me be? Let's spook her. Let's scare her. Let's take away her lictors. That'll scare her, which is fucked up, because of course that's scary. Because she has no guards now. Yeah. <laughs> and they would send people to her villa to bully her. Like, uh, Suetonius writes that Nero paid men to, quote, to pass her house by land and sea, break her rest with abuse and mockery. So is that just, I'm just imagining guys in boats, like, passing her villa, just being like, you smell bad! (laughs) Slut! (laughs) You ugly! You are so right. That is (laughs) like... like, What the fuck uh, is that? Like, what? I don't even... (laughs) Your mom exactly. goes to college. Slut. <laughs> slut. <laughs> Come suck my dick, slut. Like, so. I, I wish Suetonius, like, elaborated on, on what these. Uh, what these mockeries what these were. Boat bullies were all about. Boat bullies. I don't, I don't slut. know. Slut. I'm starting to think uh, Nero's not like. A super nice guy. No. <laughs> Maybe not. So Agrippina gets word that Nero wants to divorce Octavia. And she's like, cool, okay. I, I mean, I've lived low enough, long enough. I think she kind of feels like maybe I can influence this quietly. Yeah, because this shit is not fucking cool. Because I do think that... I mean, we have no record of her relationship with Octavia, but she was her first cousin. She was her stepdaughter. She was her daughter-in-law. All of these, they're, they, I just, I feel like how protective she was of Nero's marriage to her is indicative of that they formed some kind of bond. But also their family's all interrelated. No, so. yeah. But no, I just think I think that she felt like a motherly love for Octavia. Yeah. Maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm just creating my own narrative here, but that's just always kind of how I felt. But Octavia was loved by the public. And yeah. honestly, she was like the ideal Roman woman. Yeah. She was well-spoken, had the right amount of education, mm-hmm. but with like no desire to be a power grabber. Yeah, she wasn't ambitious like, like Agrippina. No. And, but she was super popular. Yeah, but Nero is in love with this chick, Popeia. Unlike Acte, Popeia was from a noble family and well-connected. So it looked like Nero was going to be able to put Octavia aside this time. And Agrippina's like, nope. Nope, nope. Ah, yeah. Whole lot of nope. 
Uh, I'm gonna sit quietly back, but by this time, I'm um, gonna mm-mm. pull some bullshit and mm-mm. send it your way. Mm-mm. You are ruining all of the hard work I did to make you emperor. You're ruining the connections I've made for you. I mean, it's true. So she made it public that she was siding with Octavia and that she had no intention of letting Nero divorce her. And this was, how do you say, a mistake. Mistaki. Mistaki. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Mistaki. I've been drinking a lot of Mistaki. <laughs> so uh, Nero decides, hey, guess what? It's time to kill my mother. Um, the sources go both ways with how involved Seneca and Burrus were. Um, but I kind of agree that they were probably like a little bit like, like they, uh, bro, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, like they hadn't been thing. Agrippina's supporters for a couple of years, but both of them owed a huge debt to her. So I think they would have felt a bit like, oh, karma's gonna come back and bite me in the ass if I okay this. Uh, she did I a lot for me. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Say no to Nero? Yeah, right. You're going to be one of those bitches like posted up on an island in desert no land. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Nero was determined and you don't argue with the emperor, you know? Nope. So. But how do we kill her? <laughs> she oh. is. She's been. She's been taking poison for years. Yeah. So she's like been planning for this for years. She's been, you know, building up her tolerance to poison. So he's, and he knew that. So he was like, okay, she's not going to be as easy to kill as Britannicus. So maybe I get an assassin. A-S-S-S-A-N-N-S. I don't know. What? Assassins. Were you trying to like make a cheerleader? Yes. I can't spell assassins. Every time I wrote it in this outline, the little red squiggly line comes up. It's ass-ass-I-N-S. Oh, okay. Thanks, Nathan. I'm totally going to know how to spell assassins now. Ass-ass-I-N-S. Ass. Ass. S S I N S. That's how I pass my spelling classes. Say that sentence again, Nathan. You sounded so sober. That. Yeah, I'm gonna send out some assassins, assassins. But like the people that worked for Agrippina were like her ride or die. Like, yeah. There was nobody in her employ that her was homies. like gonna let, gonna be bribed into like letting an assassin in because it was ancient Rome and that was pretty often like I want to have this guy assassinated pay off one of her handmaidens or whatever and like let the assassin in but her her homies her employees they were like absolutely not that is not going down yeah the military was still like fucking loyal to her oh yeah like there were people that Nero went up to and was like I'll pay you a million sandals or whatever to whatever their currency was <laughs> i pay a million togas and 15 sandals like whatever a go in seashells all the seashells <laughs> um go kill my mother and they're like the the military would be like the daughter of germanicus oh fuck no i'm not i'm not not that bad i'm not burning in hades do not think so so for like six months she just because she, she knew. She knew he was out for blood. Yeah. That's why she was like, she decided to lay low. Um, can you imagine living that way for six months? 
knowing like every son's gonna try to kill you every day (laughs) you wake up just being like is this the day he finally figures a way to kill me to kill me is this the day he just like murders my whole staff and makes their way to me like not a way to live not a way to live. So in the early spring of 59, Nero extends an olive branch. Or so it seems. And he invites her to a feast for the summer, or excuse me, spring equinox. Um, it was called the festival for the goddess Minerva. And Minerva was like, um, you know, Athena in yes. Greek yes. Uh, mythology? Same thing. So the goddess of like hunting and war and... Stuff. Harvest. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and of course, Agrippina is pumped at this invitation. She's like, oh my god, the tide's turning my way? Finally! She's like, I knew if I just laid low, this would come back. And she's like, this is this is great. And so Nero's villa, where he was having the party on, um, was on like this little coastal city in Naples called Baia. And to get from Messino to Baia, it was easier to take a boat than to travel by land. So Agrippina arrives, and Nero is, like, so fucking excited to see her. He places her at the seat of honor, like, at the head of the table, elevated above everyone. He makes sure that she's talking to all the right people and feeling just, like, super special. And she's probably feeling super special. Yeah, it feels it like this is, like, her party. This is the bell of the ball. Everybody like, is loving on me, and I'm loving them for loving me. Exactly. Because <laughs> none of us got enough love in our childhood. Oh, and that showbiz. story. Kid. <laughs> Sorry, that's from Chicago. Yeah. Um, Suetonia says that Nero kissed her breasts when he greeted her i'm just gonna i'm just gonna think that like this is like this is a way of greeting somebody that we no longer do because of sexual assault and everything and that was just normal back then i don't think that's normal anyway let me kiss your boobies hi nice to meet you kiss your boobies that would be that's just a weird the gist of it is Nero is showing lots of love to Agrippina. Obviously. <laughs> I wonder, I I wonder if she got suspicious or was just like overcome with love and joy. On I really hope for my own emotions because I've been fragile lately. I hope <laughs> that she knew something was up. Yeah. Because if she was just overcome with love and joy that makes everything that's about to happen so much sadder. Yeah. Do you tragic. agree? It, it yes. Does. And she may have not. She may have not known what was coming up. She may and have just been like, oh my God, my She's son. too smart to not. Yeah. Not, so. Yeah. I think she didn't know. We, we say she, she's too smart. Like we think, we think, no, she's super smart. So she would have been suspicious that something was going on. But then again, she got also, sent away to an island. It's her son. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like people are irrational when it comes to their children sometimes. Yep. Amen. So it's time for Agrippina to go home. And Nero is like, hey, mom, someone crashed in, crashed their boat into your boat. And your boat is like totally totaled or whatever. Um, but it's okay. Because I have plenty of boats you can use to get home. We got boats, bitch. And I feel like Agrippina would have was probably like it doesn't say this anywhere in the sources, but if it was me, I would have been like, why don't I just stay the night here until tomorrow and we can fix my because boat or whatever? Right He's like, just take my fucking boat, mom. And so she's like, okay, okay, I'll take your fucking boat. Um, because it's nighttime. 
She's like, okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for dinner. Let's get together soon. Bye. More bro- more boob kissing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so she's sailing home. It's nighttime. And the most fucking ridiculous plot ever. It, it feels, it reads like a Charlie Chaplin silent film. It does. Slapstick. It does. A, like Three Stooges. It does. Bullshit. It does. I, this whole scene, I kept thinking SNL sketch. I, I, I can see it because like Aggie's like passed out, drinking her wine, having a good time, just passed out on the couch. And then all of a sudden, the boat just collapses. The boat. What the boat that Nero put her on was built to collapse like as soon as it got off of shore, which is ridiculous. I want to suggest this as an SNL sketch, but I feel like it's not topical. <laughs> like, so anyway, yeah, so they're riding along on the boat. The ceiling that was above the couch where you would ride on just collapses, and then the whole boat just starts sinking. Um, but, and so Agrippina immediately, I don't think she thought, I don't care how drunk she was. I don't think she thought for a second that this was an accident. No, she knew. It was she surreal. knew right away. She was like, as soon as the boat started to collapse, she was like, my fucking, fucking son, that fucking son Nero. of a bitch, that son of a me, <laughs> that son of a me. <laughs> um, but Agrippina could swim. Bitch can swim. The thing about that, like right, like here in America, I feel like most of us took swimming lessons as a kid. Yeah. So it's not in Rome that wasn't a common trait. People didn't know how to swim. Not everybody. No. Rome was notorious for not for um, declaring war on the sea. And collecting seashells. <laughs> well, if you think about it, so um, the Empire of Rome has been around for hundreds of years at this point, but they didn't take the British Isles, like what we know as the UK, until the time of Claudius, because they only took lands that they could get to by land, mm-hmm. because they, the sea is the devil. The sea is the devil. Let's <laughs> let's uh, declare war on Neptune. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So they kind of had a fear of the sea. Um, my theory is that maybe when she was on Starvation Island, she didn't have shit to do, so she was like, "I'm going to learn to swim." I don't know. I, don't I would know. I would do that. Like, I don't know how Agrippina happened to know how to swim, but. The important thing is... She can fucking swim. She can swim. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of her, uh, like, servants, her ladies, like, start is doesn't know how to swim. So she starts <laughs> screaming, like, I'm Agrippina. I'm the Empress. I'm Agrippina. Save me. And these two guys come up on a little dinghy and beat her to death with their oars. And so that, if Agrippina had any doubt in her mind at that point, it was... Don't. Gone. Yeah. She knew. Bloop. So she swam to shore. Bloop. <laughs> and she makes her way home. And she just gets home and goes. So what? What? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like she just <clears throat> makes her way home, slumps her shoulders, lets out a big breath, and just goes, "Okay, it, this is it. This is it. 
What what are you going to do? What are your options? I mean, she could raise her own army. She could try to escape. But like... Her son wants her dead. Her son is the emperor. And when the emperor wants you dead, you're gonna die. Yeah. And so she's she's just like... And that's the person that she's like killed so many other people for. And that she's done all this other shit for. The majority of her life she has spent making sure that he becomes emperor. That he's well connected and has trusted advisors. And now she's gonna die. Yeah. For loving too much. Crazy. So Agrippina decides, you know, bitch... I'm just going to accept this. I'm going to swallow my jagged little pill. And, I mean, I'm not going to run away from this shit. This is just going to happen. And then the assassins show up. Some say it was one. Some say it was a few. But it doesn't really matter. No. Agrippina wasn't going to fight them. Um, According to Cassius Dio, Agrippina laid herself out on her couch, lifted up her toga to show her stomach, and said... The most badass last words in the world. Smite my womb. Yeah. Smite my fucking womb. Which means yes. which means stab me in the stomach. That's how I want to die. I want you to stab me in the uterus. Yes, queen. Because I brought this motherfucker. Out I of the world. love it. Smite my womb. <laughs> and that's what they obliged. Yeah, they stabbed her in the uterus. On March 23rd, 59 AD, one of the most badass women Rome had ever known was killed. And of course, Nero refused her fucking funeral. You know that um, in episode two, we talked about how she made him that golden bracelet out of the snake skin? The snake skin. He yeah. threw it away. And, but it's, Heavy bitch. It said for the rest of his life, because he, he would always fiddle with it. For the rest of his life, he would go to reach for it when he was thinking about something. And it wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell that he regretted his decision. Um, Nero's popularity, in case you weren't aware, deteriorated pretty swiftly after Agrippina's death. Bravo, Rome. Bravo. Um, <laughs> her time alive are called his five good years. And, um, again, if you don't know anything about history, Nero does not go down in history as a good guy. No, no, no. Nope. No. And so we're not here to give you a history lesson, but just take that away. Yeah. <laughs> so let's give her her legacy. Um, well, f- first of all, she haunted Nero, apparently. She for haunted him rest for the rest life. of his life. Good for her. She had a badass mama. Yeah. And she got it from her mama. Um. And she raised some... Strong man. The people who wrote down the stories of Agrippina's life a generation later write her like an unnatural, horrible woman. They wrote her as like this cautionary tale to tell women, don't try to be powerful, just be in your place. But do it. Try to be powerful. There has been a rehab of her reputation um, in the last like just 15 years, which I think is amazing because she was no was she brutal was she ruthless yes was every single man of her time the same way yes and they wish they were as badass as her so (laughs) she was remarkable we have loved spending these last three nearly five episodes with you agrippina (laughs) to you and your mama cheers thanks for listening guys yeah, if you want to hear something, just email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. And follow.
follow us on social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a really great Facebook discussion group. We'd love to see you over there too. And if you're so inclined, we do have a Patreon account if you need more Queen's content in your life. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bitches. Cheers, bitches. Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.